It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. Hi, I'm Patrick Flessner, and I'm again at Gut Talks. Double G U double T. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria, and welcome to season three of Gut Talks. Double G U double T, a podcast about business, design, and gut feelings. We release a new episode every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And this is the new twist of season three. I started Gut Talks a couple of years ago to educate, spread some karma on the board, connect, reconnect, or learn from awesome entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors. I feel we're growing by the day, thanks to your feedback and everyone who's been on the show. By the way, there are no sponsors, but a like, a share, a comment, and hitting the subscribe button would mean a lot. Now let's get started. So Patrick, thank you again for being on Gut Talks in season three. So that's um, the second one. So we did the first one a few months ago. So I just want to say that in the first episode or in the first segment, you were on episodes 44 until 52. And the main topic was about fast scaling. So we discussed your book, which is all about fast scaling, your background as a lawyer, which led you to working in M&As and funding and scaling ventures. Hence, you wrote your book on fast scaling. You also write for Inc. magazine. Uh, you do public speaking. And I remember you saying something during our last conversation here on Gut Talks. It's basically you said that, yes, you can scale a venture. You can grow a team. You can build your company. You can do great. However, leadership is something that matters and this is what led you to exploring the topic more like in depth because you were already facing it working with founders and also investors through your fund and you wrote your book and we are discussing this today is the 13th of april and your book will be released very soon in april and i'm waiting for my signed copy uh yeah and, you will get it huh? and <laughs> the subtitle is a leadership tale about the challenging path to becoming an effective leader. You also have a course that is kind of linked uh, to your book. So how are you? I know you're busy doing lots of talks, lots of promotion about the book. And so how are you? Yeah, thanks for asking. I'm fine. It's very exciting times, I must say. So as you said, the book will be published by Wiley on the 27th of April. It can already be pre-ordered. It's in fact called The Leadership House. And then the subtitle is, is uh, The Challenging Path to Becoming an Effective Leader. It's interesting, you know, I've also just, I just gave a TED talk about this topic. And um, it's exciting because the, the book is not even published, but I've uh, given away uh, copies and first drafts to quite renowned uh, people who suddenly wrote great praise for the book. You know, there was one one day I woke up, looked at LinkedIn and saw that Howard Bihar, the former president of Starbucks, just wrote me something like, you know, in this leadership tale, you will find the tools necessary to enhance your leadership story, uh, leadership journey. Thanks, Patrick, for giving us su such a gift. I was like, you know, wow, what a morning. Yeah. So people talk about it even before it's published. So it's quite promising. And I've been asked to, to be on the TED Talk which was also a challenge, to be honest, because, you know, this once-a-lifetime opportunity to talk there, um, you do not want to screw it up. 
you want to be well prepared, you want to you know capture the audience. So that was that was also a lot. But yeah, as I said, exciting. I mean, I've left my former fund, so I've started as a lawyer half of my career. Then I've been working as an investor the other half of the career. And last um, year I, I left my fund in order to, to start something new, a new endeavor, tr still trying to figure out what this new is. And currently exploring with some uh, other people, building a venture capital fund again on an impact fund, sustainability, where I can combine my expertise in investing and you know my passion also for, for our planet. Uh, so yeah, as, as you see, there's a lot going on currently. Yeah, there is okay. So congratulations that on this new uh, journey. I don't know that, so that's cool news. And I also had this sentence from uh, the former president of Starbucks, and I wanted to ask you about this. So maybe you know some listeners, and and I know this from also other podcasts and webinars, and lots of people ask about writing a book. Yeah. So maybe we start with this because you told me that you initially. I remember last time you said you initially started with the first book, and then you were like, "I really enjoy this." And I want to write another one. That's what you said. So, and now, you know, it's after the, the second book that you're also getting more traction and waking up with good news in the morning. So how are you getting there? How is it getting to the hands of people and getting them to write about the book? What are, if you want, the pros and cons of writing a book, if someone wants to do that? Many questions and good questions. Many people ask me this about how to write a book, why to write a book. Let's go with uh, Simon Sinek, start with a why. Uh, so I think the beauty about writing is that you can share your knowledge and experience not only with the people you're directly working with, but with a broader audience. So the first book was really tailored towards founders and helping them find the right growth strategy. Using this tool, if you will, I could help many more founders than just the ones we invested in. And it's still amazing. I still get direct messages on LinkedIn where people thank me for writing this book as has helped them in many ways. And the funny part is also that everybody refers to a different chapter in the book which is really great. Yeah? There's not just one chapter. Obviously, people have different problems and, and, and the book helps them. And that's just amazing. I think the, the most rewarding part is this feedback that, that I get. Then certainly writing a book, many people want to do this. It's really about, I think, I also, when, when, when I talk about public speaking, I always say there are many people who talk, but only a few have something to say. So you if you want to write something in terms of, helping others, there should be something you want to convey, something what you think others will value and you can help. It's like, you know, servant leadership, like helping others, you know, it's not about the ego. It's not about publishing. It's about helping. I'm always convinced that if you help others, it will come back to you at some point in time. And writing the book is, um, I've totally underestimated what it means to write a book. I started at the beginning of the pandemic. And I thought I don't have to commute anymore, so let's write a book. Yeah, I ended up getting up at three o'clock in the morning, writing four hours, then working. In the evening, I, I continued writing. The first draft is usually crap, full of repetition. But my my secret sauce was um, someone told me about a 30 days writing challenge that you just write, write, write without editing and magic happens. Suddenly you have a book in your hands. As I said, it's crap, but it's a book. Yeah, you refine it, you do it over and over again, and that, that's that's good. But writing a book also means that you 
at least I suggest this, if you don't want to want to get into writer's block, really learn how to write a book, how to structure a book, how to go about it, starting with a mind map, outlining the book. Before you start writing the first sentence, you know what you want to say in each chapter, you know the whole book. It's just it's just about writing it. And then suddenly, after the first book, um, leadership was top of mind because choosing the wrong growth strategy is nothing but a leadership decision that ended up with a poor result. Yeah, And so I, I thought about leadership and I certainly I know a lot about leadership because I've worked for leaders, I've been a leader myself, I've been to leadership courses, read books about leadership, but the, the common feedback I received from people, from founders, from executives, from coaches I've been working with was, Patrick, leadership advice comes in piecemeal fashion. One day I hear, I must be humble and strong at the same time. Then I should not micromanage, but inspire and empower, like full of buzzwords. It lacks a system. And then I thought, you know, do I have a system? And I, I think I had a system, but I wasn't aware that I have a framework that I'm actually following. That I, you know, started, you know, creating this framework, which ended up being the leadership house framework. And the leadership house framework has three distinct sections. It's eight elements, but the first is how to build a strong team. The second is about how to set up a team for success. And the third, very important, how to make sure the teams execute. Uh, leadership is also about results. So sorry for this long answer, but if you want me to talk about how to write a book, um, I could continue for hours probably. All right. So we're not, I think it just gives a good overview because some it's something I've seen many times. The other topic is self-publishing or not self-publishing, but you, you said this book is being published by Wiley and you were extremely excited about it. Now you asked, you know, how do you get people to write praise, for example? It's okay. like, I mean, if you write a book, you want feedback. Yeah. You give the book to people who probably are interested in your thoughts. Yes. And somehow... Howard Bihar and I were on the mastermind call. Oliver Kaltner, the former CEO of Leica Cameras, I have been with him on a supervisory board. Uh, and Gis um, Bedrühl, who also wrote the introduction to the book, former CEO of Klöckner SE in Germany. You know, we were exploring a few things together. And if you have these crazy great people around you, it's just, you know, ask. So it's just would you be interested in reading my book? And, you know, you will be surprised. Most of people are. And then, you know, again, the magic happens sometimes. You know, how I'd be hard. I think I didn't ask him, could you write a praise? But people, if you if they read it and like it, they will just do it. And then, you yeah. know, I wanted to self-publish it. And as I got such great feedback from so many people, I thought, you know, maybe I should show it to a few publishers. And um, it, it it went really fast. Um, Wiley was fast back to me, other, other publishers. And yeah, and, and, and uh, any night, if you hear it, um, she convinced me to go with uh, Wiley. Okay. <laughs> no, cool. That's a great story. And uh, yeah, I mean, is there another book you reckon upcoming? It's about company culture, team culture. It's okay. actually, it's already outlined. It's about, and oh, I love this topic. It's about, you know, leading um, change management, but actually change leadership. And in a, in a, in a setting of, of a dysfunctional organization being dysfunctional due to, to, to cultural problems and the protagonist is about to change this. Also, again, with the framework I use when I, when I work with people, and he's applying this in this book. So, but bear with me. I'm not yeah, in a hurry. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, now you need some good night's sleep, but that's a big topic, actually, because you're talking about dysfunctional organizations and sometimes some small changes can make a big difference. It's just about also letting go and people. So we have another book. We know that one. Um, I have two questions here just yeah. to wrap up on this topic. So going back to the name of this podcast, obviously, God Talks and when you write, that's your first draft, but also when you edit, do you tend to trust your gut on certain decisions? Because I, I assume that you would go through like two or three paths and be like, shall, shall I go this route or this route or that one? Just to make some, you know, big edits or minor edits or go in a certain direction. Is your gut part of this decision-making process? Yeah. I mean, leadership, there are thousands of books about leadership. You know, uh -huh. if, if I had thoroughly thought about it, I would probably have refrained from writing a book about leadership. But my gut feeling told me there is something to share, which is new, which is fresh, a different way of doing it. There is a market or seems to be a market. I didn't know, but my gut feeling told me yes. So then the second step was how or what kind of book to write. So there's actually another book out there. It's already in the workbook for this, for this book. I started actually writing again a handbook on leadership. I followed my gut feeling. The first book was successful. I know how to structure it. Let's do it again on leadership. Mm -hmm. And it was ready. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be even more compelling, even more helpful if I wrap all this, this stuff, this framework and what I have to convey into a leadership story, kind of a novel. And now this is really about gut feeling, right? You know, I've never written a novel. Yeah? And, and I was, you know, sneaking around probably for a month until I grabbed my coffee at three o'clock in the morning, went down into the basement and started writing. Also, I think a gut feeling that I thought I could give it a try. Maybe I can write this kind of story, a novel. And it's, I didn't know that. But, you know, even if today, if I open the book and read what I've written, I don't know why and where this is coming from. It's like, I'm obviously creative. So it, again, a pity I studied law, uh, but uh, a lot of gut feeling involved, I would say. All right, cool. The next question um... I'm sure maybe you've been asked this question. When did you start writing this book? Was it before or after ChatGPT became widely open to the public? This book, this book I started, I think, almost exactly one year after the first book got published. Okay. Yeah, so in, in, I think, March 2021. And if you recall the first book, it's, it's actually the reason is I share some statistics. 70% of all startups fail due to premature scaling. Uh -huh. yeah. And I thought, you know, what actually about the rest? And so that was the starting point. And then I, I thought, okay, it's probably all related to leadership. And then I said, ah, epiphany. Also, growing, yeah, choosing the wrong growth strategy is, 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 a, is a leadership decision. And, and that was the starting point. No, ChatGPT, um, it's just amazing, mind-blowing, I'd say. It's it's really something that will change so many industries and disrupt so many industries. It's unbelievable, yes. Do you use it for research, for example, or do you think yeah. you would be using it for even research or, I don't know, about writing, uh, maybe editing, maybe some support? Have you tried this to see? It helps me a lot. So, for example, when I thought about the third book, about company culture, uh -huh. you can ask them a lot of things. You can, I, I ask, you know, this is my view. Do you see it differently? What kind of resources should I read about culture? <laughs> it's, these are all good starting points, I think, you know, and it saves a lot of time. But, you know, writing a novel, uh -huh. yes, <laughs> that's, that's a different, diff, I think, a different animal. And I do it because I enjoy writing, right? Yeah. It's, and 
you, I can only enjoy enjoy writing if I write. Yeah. So, but it's a tremendous, tremendously powerful tool. I don't know where this will be heading. Yeah. And you write in English, direct, or do you write in German as well? No, I only write in English. Market sizing. <laughs> it starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut talks. This is the end of this episode with Patrick Flesner. Thanks for listening, and make sure you listen to the next episode.